Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Cilio. Hope are, all are having a good day. Got so much on my mind right now, man. All these teams reporting to camp. Hey, did you hear what the NFL Network is going to do on Saturday? All 32 teams are going to be on display and on the field at the same time. And the NFL is going to go around to each and every single one of the camps. So you're going to get full blast NFL coverage, not only here on the Jacob Media and the National Football Show, but you're going to be able to start watching because why? The NFL is king. The NFL is king in content. There is no doubt about it. The NFL right now, with all the storylines that are coming out, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. Oh, my boy, Krause's favorite, vaccinations. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's all good, man. NFL, you can't touch this stuff. And then you throw college football into it. Where's baseball? Watch this. Crickets, 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 baseball. Anything else with storylines? Oh, yeah, the NBA draft is sometime. I don't even know because I don't care. (laughs) I I don't. I don't care. I don't even know who's in college anymore. Yeah, I don't care. It's all football, baby. And that's what makes this thing just absolutely America's number one topic. What's going on in the landscape of football? Let's hit into it now. Oh, real quick, my boy Anthony Beck, who's down in Tampa, he's part of the broadcast team for the Bucs, but he also does college football. 13-year NFL veteran, went to West Virginia. What's up with those Mountaineers? Where are they going to play eventually in a conference? What conference will they be in? We'll talk to my boy Anthony Beck. He works for ESPN Radio. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. We'll also get my friend Rick Gosselin's thoughts from Talk of Fame Network, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, He covers the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get his spin. Are the Cowboys really going to be a player in 2021? I'm saying they're a 10 and 17. I do not believe what everyone else is saying. Oh, man, this this team could be a 12 win. I don't see it. I'm not seeing 12 wins. Not with that sorry-ass defense. So we'll talk to our friend Rick Gosselin. That'll be in hour number two. Let's dive into this now. So this Aaron Rodgers story. Did you see hippie freak show up to the Packer complex today? Sandals, you know, walking in, you know, it's got his office shirt on, you know, the office, the TV show, which I've never seen an episode of, which I don't care. It's probably some pinko show anyway. He's walking in, right? Okay. Hey, what, what's, what's gone on? What's, what's, what's happened? Of course, you know, he doesn't really know anything around him. It's just all about single lane, kaleidoscope, his own view, his own world. It's the, the world according to Aaron Rodgers. You know, there's a movie back in the day called The World According to Garp. Well, this is the world according to Aaron Rodgers. Okay, uh, I don't know. What, what, who are you again? I've been only on your team for 10 years. Oh, yeah, okay, great. Oh, I, I, he's one of them guys. What's your name again? 
Not that I'm great with names. Okay. If you're not working on my show, someone goes, Sills, remember meeting this guy? I, I, I don't even remember going to Arkansas. <laughs> you're asking me if I know who that dude is. You know, when I worked in, you know, one company for 15 years, someone goes, hey, Dan, uh, remember this? I go, I, I never, he goes, he's worked for you for 10, 12 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm one of them guys too. So I'm, maybe I'm more like Aaron Rodgers than I want to admit. So he's walking into the Packer complex. What's up, man? How you doing, guys doing? That's all good. I got to say this, though. If you're in Minneapolis or you're in Chicago, aren't you loving what went on this offseason? Watching Aaron Rodgers moan and cry. This guy reminds me of one of my producers, Cal. Always got a tissue in his pocket. I don't know. What's up? Holy cow. Man. Wait, what's wrong with me? Woe is me in the Green Bay. I know. <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. This is the world according to Aaron. I don't know. You know, my wife says maybe you have to kiss this guy's ass. Maybe you have to pet him on the head. Hey, it's okay, Aaron. It's okay. You know, the world is okay. And we're better because you're in it, even though you know you're not believing any of that crap. You're not buying any of that. You're just telling this guy what he wants to hear, which makes it a lie, but it's okay because you have to lie to certain people. Oh, you're really great. <laughs> Too bad. I, I wish I was a better liar. I'm not. I can't do that. Man, you're, you're, just, you're just a super dude. Then all of a sudden, my eyes starts like flittering and stuff. And like, you know, I start like my lip quivers and stuff. And I'm, because everyone knows I can't tell a lie. I'm just not very good at it. I try, but I'm not very good because I couldn't look that guy, Aaron Rodgers, in the face and go, hey, man, how was your offseason? And not go like this. Man, you were such a bitch this offseason, but I can't do it because I need that guy to perform. I need that guy to be a great player. I need that guy to be in the right frame of mind. Does Aaron Rodgers look like he can get knocked off his tracks if you have any kind of adversity around him? The quick answer is yes. Here in Chicago, Minneapolis, man, every time that guy rolled into my building, I would hound that guy. I'd be like I was at Cameron Indoor. You know how they always go after the opposing team? They find something negative about one of the college basketball players that Duke's going to play either a, Car either a Carolina kid or NC State guy. Guy rolls in there. Hey, man, I hear your girlfriend left you because you're soft. And these guys all have, like, tissues. I mean, right? This is what you're going to do. Dude, seriously. You should just get a whole bunch of babies. If you're in Minneapolis and Chicago, and just put Packer number 12 jerseys on them. This guy's been crying and moaning the entire offseason. Oh, man, I just, woe is me. Nobody talks to me right. Can you imagine another man talking to another man like that? Hey, I really wish that you would talk to me better. <laughs> and I'm like, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers in Philly or Boston? Why are you talking to me like this? He's up there with that lame-ass media in Green Bay. What do you think, really? How hard can the media be in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I'm sure there's really sharp edge like sports writers in Green Bay. Hey, Aaron, you know, how was that cheese sandwich you had yesterday over at Bucky's? You know, I mean, how, hey, what did you think of that hoagie, hoagie that you had? You know, did you like the extra cheese? That's from Fundalac. Fundalac makes a nice set of cheeses. Do you understand? You're not going to get that anywhere in like big markets. Aaron, why are you such a moaner? 
But hey, let me back up. I'm sounding like a D lineman. My wife said it to me today too. You know what she said? Guy like that, you got to kiss his ass. Do you have to really? I guess so. Well, let me ask you this though. So when you're in the building now and kumbayas are going around and everybody's slapping hands and everybody's like, hey, welcome back, everybody. It's all good, you know, the first day. You don't think there's any animosity inside that locker room for the crap show that you put on the entire offseason? Let's be candid here, man. That thing was a shit show the whole way. The whole way it was in the offseason, completely. And it was all at his directing. The Packers, hey, they're not not at fault at this, too. They are clearly at fault. And this thing was a ping pong that went back and forth. I have never in my life, playing against the Packers and covering the Packers, seen so much noise with a franchise that doesn't believe in having noise. And now you have to move forward. So I guess they cut this new deal now where twenty he's informed the Packers that 2021 is going to be his final season in Green Bay. Here, let's do a little historical um, retrospect on this here. How do you think that whole last year went in Golden State when Kevin Durant informed them and was telling them behind the scenes with Bob Murphy, the general manager, and Steve Kerr? How do you think that whole thing went? Draymond Green's calling them out in the first week about not being committed. How did that? You don't think there's going to be any of that? Say you get out of the gate and they got a pretty tough schedule, right? The Packers. That Green Bay team's not going to win 13 ball games this year. They may be actually a better ball team this year, but because the schedule is so hard, they probably they could be a, an 11 win ball team this year. Drop back maybe two games. So I mean. You got a tough schedule ahead of you. And then on top of that, you've been sitting here with this entire crap show in the entire offseason. I mean, come on, dog. Brady's worried. You know, you know what's cool? Brady's worried about getting his guys together and getting his football team together, talking about going on another journey. And Aaron Rodgers is playing the ukulele for some dude in Hawaii. You know, I mean, he is. Kilikiwaki is a fine thing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I thought he was Don Ho. <laughs> Am I right? This guy's like Don Ho in Hawaii playing the ukulele. Kilikiwaki is a fine way just to say hello, Merry Chris. I don't know. Who cares? This guy's in Hawaii. With his buddies, you know, ukuleling it up. And Tom Brady's on the practice field getting his team ready for the 2021 football season. Completely the, completely the polar opposites. How about this? Who do you want to play for? Guy that's one trillion percent committed to you and then everyone else on the football team or a guy who goes like this. Hey, how you got everybody doing? How was your offseason? Well, Aaron, how was yours? What are you moaning all day? So, hey, you got an issue? Here's a tissue, Aaron. I'm going to carry him in my pocket, too, because I know you'll need him during 2021. Holy cow, man. Oh, real quick. I saw a lot of people on the Internet about Simone Biles pulling out of the team competition in the Olympics. Here, watch this. Is she the GOAT? Absolutely. 
absolutely the GOAT. But, so you spent four years, five years preparing yourself since you won in Rio, and you prepared your entire life for these moments, and you need a mental break during the Olympic Games? She's not hurt. She's mentally hurt. And this is an observation. Is this a criticism? I don't know. I just don't know how. That would be like Tom Brady bailing on the Super Bowl because he needed a mental break because he has been to, what, too many Super Bowls? Has had too much success? She's 24. We're not talking about an 18-year-old girl who's showing up to her first Olympics. Is it criticism? I'm not sure. It's more of an observation. If you spent five years of your life knowing that this was a pinnacle moment and you needed a mental break at that moment, you weren't mentally prepared to participate. And some are going to go, well, damn, what about mental health? That's why I'm not criticizing here. I'm just, I'm, I'm observing what I saw. You know, you saw her in the first day of the Olympics. She was all over. You know, she wasn't doing clean routines. Were they hard? Absolutely. She's the GOAT. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not coming down on her for that. I'm just asking you, if you had worked your entire life to get to a national championship game or a Super Bowl or to the draft, you're going to go to your coach and go like this, I need a mental break at that moment? How does that look? You think from the – oh, how about this? Let me ask you this. How does that land? Now, I see everybody on social media defending her. Okay, that's fine. I'm not really criticizing. I'm just asking a question. Does it come off my honest questions that you needed a mental break? I'm not going to say bail. I'm going to say you needed a mental break at the Olympic Games. Representing your country. Just a question. You can answer it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be on that Buccaneer team and go to Bruce Arians. Hey, Bruce, you know the pressure's built up to me, and I got to tell you, I know we won the Super Bowl last year, but there's been so much pressure for me, and um, you know I'm going to. Uh, I'm not going to play in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I need a mental break. Boy, I don't know. Okay, I just it's it's a, it's a question and all I'm asking you is just to think about that for a minute that you spend your whole life doing that. And you know you know you know what some people say, "Oh, you're being a sack. See, this is where people in the snowflakes parachute in. Well, you're being a sex. How's that being a sexist when you're the goat of women's gymnastics and you decide that you need a mental break during the most pinnacle moment in the history of that sport is participating in the Olympic Games?" How does that land? You fill the blank in. If that lands fine for you, so be it. For me, boy, I'll tell you, that's a question mark. I need, I, hey, it's not even like prior to going into the Olympics, like at the U.S. trials. It's at the Olympics. Was there pressure on her? So what? Oh, there's always pressure. There's pressure on Jordan. There's pressure on Brady. There's pressure on Hussein Bolt. Remember when Bolt? Bolt was the fastest man in the world. Every year he had to come back to the Olympic, or every four years he had to come back to the Olympic Games and prove his worth, that he was still the fastest man on the planet. Remember, he came into the Olympic Games 
with the same kind of buildup. How would you like to have this? It's one thing to be called the greatest gymnast in the world. It's another thing to be called the fastest man on the planet. This guy puts a 958 on the board. He's always going to be judged by that in 110. When you're talking 958, no one runs that. Just saying, how does that land for you? All right. So like I was just mentioning, Tom Brady. Brady's um, now down in Tampa. Guess what he was doing today? Because these guys are all in participation of, you know, getting ready for the upcoming season. Brady's got his guys over at his house for like a dinner. And they're all getting together tonight for dinner as they get ready for a training camp. Every single guy. He's, he's like got everyone over in his backyard. They're going to be sitting there and they're going to be talking about the upcoming season. Man, God, I want to play for that guy. It just seems like it's so cool. And we'll talk to Anthony Beck. He's on the broadcast team for the Bucks. I mean, you talk about just wanting to get it done and just wanting to make history and just wanting to do it again. That's what this guy's all about, man. Nah, what I did, those seven rings, Brady locks him in a, I'm sure is safe. Doesn't bring him out because he's looking for the next one. It's like this guy doesn't have one. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Tom Brady's the greatest 1-0 dude I've ever seen. He doesn't think about all the wins. He doesn't think about all the records. He doesn't think about the resume. He just thinks about what's next. He lives in the present. Tom, what are you thinking tomorrow? I don't care. I just know we got to get ready for the upcoming season. It starts today. This guy's not looking down the road. He's not one of those calculator guys. You know, those people that like plot out their careers and who they're going to hose. Those are always guys that got angles because every guy who plots his life out like that has an angle. They do. They always have an angle in there because when you hit an angle, you got to hose somebody. That's why Brady doesn't come off where, have you ever heard a teammate say any bad thing about Brady? Like ever. Have you ever heard anybody say anything negative about the guy? I've never, even when he was at Michigan and they were trying to replace him with the Drew Hensons of the world. You know, Lloyd Carr used to, the head coach back in the day, used to do this. Yeah, you know, so Tom, when he was, guy was still kicking. Lloyd Carr, the former coach at Michigan, is like, oh, Tom's the greatest of all time. And, you know, he's a great Michigan man. And you're like, dude, you tried replacing him. Every single year, you were the head coach. And then finally, you said, there's something about this guy. And it was halfway through his senior year. They did the same thing to Montana at Notre Dame. Dan Devine kept, kept trying to replace the guy all the time. And then they would bring this guy in like he was Mariano Rivera, and he'd save the day. This guy's something special about this guy. Yeah, well, maybe you should have started him. Do you know Brady? And Joe Montana never made All-American in college. Do you know both those guys? Just to show you where they came from and how they look up at everybody else when they came into the league. Do you know both those guys can never be college football Hall of Famers ever? Because the College Football Hall of Fame has some dorky rule that if you don't make All-American, you can't be a college football Hall of Famer. Those guys will never be college football Hall of Famers, and they have national championship rings. 
I think Brady was on the team that Greasy was quarterbacking, and he was a backup. Montana was the guy at the end. Both those guys won national championship and have all those Super Bowl rings, and they're never going to go into college football Hall of Fame because nobody really truly believed in them until the very end. That's why that guy's constantly throwing logs on the fire, man. Brady's drafted in the sixth round. You know, let's not forget, the Patriots missed on that dude five times. You know, they, they come off the Tom, you know, Tom Brady always tells people, I was a six-rounder. Well, Belichick, he always has to answer, well, you did pass on the guy five times, and he is the GOAT. Who are the other guys that you drafted ahead of that guy? <laughs> and by the way, nothing on the Patriots for that, because look at the 31 other teams that missed them, right? Five or six times. It's crazy. So always looking up. That's why Brady... That's why Brady is so driven. He was never, you know, never going to have the distinction of being a first rounder. He didn't come out with the big hype. Remember who was on that Patriots team? It was Bledsoe. They just given him a hundred million dollar contract, eighteen million sign the year previous. And there's Tom Brady. And then Bill Belichick's got to go to. Bob Kraft and go, you know that money you gave him? Well, we're going to have to trade him. Oh, yeah, by the way, the best deal we got is for the Bills. It's in the division. What a calculated move. It worked out, too. That's why that guy is always going to be that guy. He is, man. Hey, how about this? I threw this out. I threw this on a tweet. So Aaron Rodgers last year, right? Green Bay. What if Brady wins back-to-back Super Bowls and he decides to do this? What a better way to do it than just leave the game with my eighth championship and ride off into the sunset. If you're the Packers and Jason Light, the GM, and Bruce Arians, do you call Aaron Rodgers up? Since you've worked this one-year deal out where it's going to be like last dance stuff and would you would you bring in Aaron Rodgers to take over for Tom Brady in Tampa? You're going to need a quarterback eventually, and it ain't that kid Kyle Trask. Okay? It ain't Kyle Trask. I can tell you that. But over Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. What would you do? Yeah. Hey, Aaron, would you like to come play in Tampa? <laughs> Bruce Arians, can you imagine going from Brady to, uh, to Aaron Rodgers? Be like this, man. I think I'll stick around for another five years. Even though I'm 70, I'll hang in here for a little bit and see how this thing plays out. And then I'll hand it off to Byron Leftwich or Todd Bowles. Mm. It's going to be an interesting 2021 season, right? It really is. Let's start it off with the Bucks, and we'll talk a little college football with my boy, Anthony Beck. Beck works some college football games, and he's plugged into the college game. He works, like I said, the – Broadcast team for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on 620 WDAE, my former station in Tampa. Let's get his thoughts on all the things that I'm saying here. We'll talk to our friend Anthony Beck. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. 
It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Celio. Yeah, I'm just reading on my phone now. So back to masks, huh? For vaccinated people even to inside. Unbelievable. Three different stories in the last three months. Man. (laughs) You want to know why you frighten folks? Because you don't know what you're talking about. Or how about this? You're changing the yardsticks on us all the time. Man, oh, man. Can't get anything straight. And most importantly, you can't be honest. Just say you don't know. Anthony Beck will join us, part of the Buccaneer broadcast team, and we'll get his thoughts on college football. So that's coming up here in a second. 13-year NFL veteran, too. Came out of West Virginia, and we'll talk to him about all this relocation and 
stuff going on in college football and power conferences and the Bucks on the broadcast team, as I said. So this Deshaun Watson case is pretty crazy. You know, now the Texans are throwing a number out. Get this, between three and five first-rounders. Better pump the brakes on that one there, Junior. You're not getting that at all. Now with Guy with the collateral damage he has. This this guy had – this is like Deshaun Watson. I'll compare this to. Deshaun Watson is a Ferrari that was in a car wreck, in a pretty substantial car wreck. And you're trying to pawn it off as brand new with no damage to it. You're not going to get the market value with a car that's been in a wreck like that. He's been in a train wreck. And, hey, and for the record, you don't know how that car's going to respond still having dealt with the repairs that you have to make on it. You know what I mean? You don't know what's going to happen here. Is he going to play? Is he going to be suspended? What I don't like, though, is I'm still hearing people that are in the media saying he needs to be suspended. Bro, you don't know what the issues are yet. You have no idea what the evidence is. And to quote one of my favorite movies, Training Day, Lonzo Harris, man, it's not what you know, it's what you can prove. You may think and you may have a theory. Now, I'll grant you this. You got 22 cases and there's now a couple criminal accusations against him. I think there's two. Now you're starting to get a number now where Captain Obvious could even see that there's something to this. You know, you just can't keep denying it going, what are you going to wait till it gets to 30? Well, maybe there is something to it now. You know what I'm saying? But don't you think, let me ask you this, just as a public safety issue, if you had the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans with 22 sexual assault cases in any one community, in this country, wouldn't you think that he was a sexual predator and want that guy off the street? What if you or I were accused of 22 cases against women? Isn't that a serial rapist? I don't know about you, but you and I are not going to get the lateral, the, the uh, latitude, I should say, on what he's getting here. So what's true? This is my problem with this story. 22 cases is serial stuff, right? It, it, you're, you're, you've got to look at it as a community safety issue. You had a guy who was accused of sexually molesting 22 women. I'm not saying, he, but if you had sexual harassment cases against somebody in the community, wouldn't you want them off the street? Wouldn't you question him if you were the Houston police? Wouldn't there be a massive investigation going on here? I mean, look what they did to Bill Cosby. I, this is my big issue with this. He's not even suspended from the NFL yet. He's not on the commissioner's exempt list yet even. So what are we exactly talking about? I mean. Where is this going? That's my only, again, I am not in any way saying that those accusations aren't true. I'm not saying they're false. But if it be, let's use common sense on it, though. Look, watch this. On both sides, 
Because I heard a guy say this. Come on, Dan, 22 cases. There's got to be some truth to it. Okay. Well, if there's any truth to it, I'd want that guy locked up and off the street because that's a serial predator. How come he hasn't been? Don't you throw that into the equation too? You just can't have a one-sided conversation on it. That's what makes, and then you don't have the commissioner's office doing anything about it yet. So that's why I think everybody's still in limbo over this story. But yet, you know what you get because you have the media that always covers one side of a story and you pick a side. That's why for me, like when I was talking about Simone Biles, I'm not really ripping on her. I'm just saying, let's look at the story here on what it was. She needed a mental break during the Olympics. That's weird to me. Train your whole life for that moment. And when you realize you're not doing well, you bail on it or you need a mental break, the pressure, all of that. That's a storyline. I don't know why people don't like to go down and talk about what they're seeing. Ah, I do know why. Because people don't like the truth. And again, that's the thing that people say with me with controversy. You know, it's crazy. That's not controversial to ask questions like that or to look at a story in its full context. You see, what people do is they lay on one side and they see where public opinion has landed on it. The thing with Kaepernick, it landed one area for one group for white America and it landed on another side for black America, like it always did, the OJ case, all of that stuff. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Was it just about Lakers and Celtics? It was about a black superstar versus a white superstar. We had never seen that. That's why that dynamic was so incredibly awesome to watch. I was a Magic guy, just for the record. I loved the Magic Johnson Showtime Lakers. I thought that team was awesome. And I love Pat Riley. So, I mean, see where these stories land? You got to tell the full story with Watson. You know, it's funny. I was, I was having a conversation. You know, somebody asked me last night, Dan, would you, um, would you make a trade for Deshaun? And I, and I said to them, I go, well, I mean, if I, I would want to talk to the NFL and see where the NFL investigation is going. Then I would want to talk to Rusty Harden. And then you know who else I want to talk to? I'd like to talk to Tony Busby, the man that's representing the, uh, the women. Because if I'm going to bring a guy like that into my community as a general manager, my job's on the line. Say you're Howie Roseman or you're Kevin Colbert with the Steelers, Roseman with the Eagles. And all of a sudden, you pick the phone up and you start having conversations about that guy. I mean, you better have all your... Ducks in a row there if you're doing that. All right, we'll talk more about that, bud. Buccaneers getting ready for the upcoming season. Training camp right there in in Tampa and college football. All this, like, you know, movement going on between OU and Texas. We had Dabble Sweeney on with us yesterday, and he thinks that college football will never be the same. Let's bring in my friend Anthony Beck. He joins us now, and – Anthony, let's let's first before we get into the Bucks, let's talk about this college landscape, man. I mean, you know, you're big into the college football world here as well. Um, OU and Texas, I get they're going to grab the money, but here's what I would say to them: Boy, if you think you're going to roll into 
that conference where you can't play a lick of defense in the Big 12, where you give up 30, 40 points, and you go to a conference that plays all defense, you may be grabbing the money, but don't don't be shocked if you don't look like Nebraska in a few years. How do you see this whole thing, man? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I look at Oklahoma and I think, okay, you know, these guys can can bang with some of these SEC schools, but let's be honest, when we're talking about the, the playoff system and they get they get there, it hasn't been real close uh, competing against the SEC. The team I worry about, I know the money's good, and I think they already make a lot of money as it is, is we've already starting to forget about Texas. I think they might just fall off the map completely. How are they going to compete? You're right. You talk about the, the limitations that program has. I know Steve Sarkeesian has stepped into to the head coaching role, and that probably all this talk was probably given to him at that point when he says he's going to come in. I know they think it's going to help them from a recruiting standpoint, but don't let, let's not get it twisted. You know, LSU's, Alabama's, Auburn, they're getting the players. And you, know, you already got supposedly some of the best going to Texas, and it's never panned out for them. So you're right. I worry about them just completely falling off the map. So, you know, the, the landscape is changing. Eventually this was going to happen. I'm a little disappointed on the sneakiness that they've gone about this to make it happen. Uh, you know, there's no reason for it to happen because I don't think anybody was going to say Kansas or Kansas State, they were going to jump in front of Texas and Oklahoma in this madness. They weren't. I mean, that they weren't in position to do that. So just the fact that it wasn't leaked and wasn't out there, just kind of a, an eye-opening thing for me at least. How about this too, Anthony? Now that that move has been made, you know there's going to have to be counter moves that yeah. are going to be have to be made by the Big 12, by the Pac-12, and maybe even by the Big 10. You know, I ha- like I said, I had Dabble Sweeney on yesterday. If you're Clemson and you're Notre Dame, let's just throw those two programs out there because I think those are probably two of the most attractive programs that you would want to try to add to your to your conference. What what direction do you see those programs heading? Notre Dame, of course, has the NBC contract, and Clemson just has a powerful a powerful program. However, they get away with it because it's like being in the NFC East right now. It's not a really big time conference right now, the ACC. So they got pretty much a yellow brick road to the Final Four. So how do you see that playing out for those two programs? I mean, why would you change either? What you <laughs> you know, right? I mean, Clemson, like you said, they they kind of had the stronghold. If anything, it may attract teams to come there. But again, why would teams want to go and have to worry about playing against Clemson unless, of course, you're in the other side and uh, you know you can win that division? Uh, conversely away from where they are. But I worry about some of the teams maybe leaving uh, uh, the the, uh, the ACC and maybe trying to go to a different conference as well. I mean, look, at some point we're going to get super conference. As far as Notre Dame is concerned, I, I think this doesn't hurt them at all. I, I mean, I, they're getting their own money. They got their own TV station. Teams want to play them, right? So their yeah. schedule is usually pretty decent depending on the landscape of how other teams they play their season. Jane, Texas, USC, if if they don't have, you know, they're rebuilding or whatever they may be, they're always going to have those kind of teams on their schedule. So I really don't think they change. The, the teams that are going to have to figure it out is the, the the entire Big 12, right? Where where that thing's going to go. And I think there's been speculation on where people think teams will go. You know, Iowa State going Big 10, uh, potentially Kansas as well. And then the rest of those kind of heading over to the Pac-12 and making that a little thicker with those teams. So, you know, it, it's interesting how it will unravel. Uh, how it changes, I don't know. I mean, clearly you're going to have to add some teams uh, into the playoff situation, which I don't know if it's going to change initially. But 
I think they got a few years to figure this out, but there will be movement. And since this has all come out, you got to imagine that teams are on the phones daily now trying to get themselves positioned properly. How about this, Beck? I, I got one for you, too. Big Sills, deep pan pizza. See, this new nil rule, if I was at the U right now, man, I'd have a pizza joint in Fort Lauderdale. I'd have one in Miami. I'd have one near the Orange Bowl, you know. Maybe Orlando, too. I don't know if I can get up there. I don't know if Coach Jimmy Johnson's going to let me go and miss a couple practices. But, hey, I'm going to have big, big Sills, thin crust pizza, Deep fried too. What do you make of this new uh, nil rule, man? How how do you think this is going to affect the game? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. I mean, you think about the players on the football team that would be able to maximize the situation. Immediately, you think about quarterbacks, right? Because they're obviously the focal point of the team. I mean, you don't get a lot of big money getting thrown to a tackle, a guard, or unfortunately a D tackle. It's just not happening. I mean, it's, it's just not enough to go around, Dan. So, and even tight ends, I'll even put it out there. Too. <laughs> That's just not happening. So, you know, you talk, you hear a guy, you know, like Saban talk about, you know, his quarterback's already hitting close to seven figures. Wow. What does that go in the locker room? I mean, look, there's a lot of players coming from some really bad situations that are trying to make the money in the league. And now they got to deal with the pressures and some of the things they see within their own locker room in college. That may twist a couple guys and, and guys, you know, but maybe pull some guys. There's got to be a little bit of equality or equity in for those other players. How do you do that? I don't know. You can't just force a company to give money to the tackle. It's just not happening. They want the biggest players on the field. So that's going to be one thing I think that you'll have to deal with. Another thing, too, is, you know, the kids that are going to be making this, just are they going to get educated properly? You see this in the NFL. It's hard to educate the rookies and second-year guys to get their money straight and, and make sure they're going in a positive way. Now you're talking about – you're talking about a high school kid who's getting ready to go to a big conference, signing on to a marketing team, ready to jump on board right after his last high school game, maybe before that. So, you know, look, my kid's a quarterback. He, he committed to Iowa State. He's going into his senior year. Hmm. All these things are kind of, you know, part of that, that move now. But the one focus has to be for the kid is, you know, making sure he's educated properly and understand, listen, you're a football player. You got to go out there, play. You got to be a starter. Those things that happen before you can even, you know, think about some of those NIL opportunities that'll be out there. Let me take you over to the NFL for a couple questions here. Now, um, obviously you're on the broadcast team for the Bucks too. And I'll tell you something, Anthony, that I've really been watching from afar here. And I'm going to try to get down there. I don't know if you're going to be there for alumni Sunday, I don't know if, if you're going to be over there, but I'm going to be there for uh, for Alumni Sunday. I think it's August 1st or something like that. I think they're going to have us together out there. And I'll tell you, it just looks like a boatload of fun to be like playing for Tom Brady. I mean, he's brought like he's brought like joy to that organization. Everyone, why, why do I look at that and say, man, that just looked like it was like up in New England? He's brought that entire philosophy down to Tampa. Am I right when I'm seeing from 30,000 feet that it just looks like it's a cool place to play? You know, I think Brady was blessed with the opportunity to play in such tough situations. It looks like maybe we lost Anthony there for a little bit. We'll see if we can reconnect. But what I was saying is, and it just looks like it was like, you know, Tom's just brought an excitement to the game and to like one buck place, man. It's just, there's everybody's saying like, they want, you know, let's, let's run this back. Let's get an opportunity to 
Like, you know, see if we can repeat here. I'll take less money. All the things that they were doing up in New England just seemingly look like they have implemented them now in Tampa. And it's been infectious. And it just looks like everybody on that roster right now is infected with the with, with, with the medicine of just winning. I, I, don't, I don't think that that gets enough credit. And, Anthony, what I was saying is it just looks like it's an infectious time there now and that Brady has just, like, put an injection into that locker room where these guys are all saying, let's run it back. I'll even play for less money. Guys never do that when it comes to less money. But as you were saying, it just looks like that's the environment in that room now. Yeah, he does bring a great energy and excitement. I think he's having fun. I, like I was trying to say prior to getting cut off is he's paid his dues, and you have to do that. You have to find a way to go through the toughest of the toughest with the the Belichicks and, and that type of – I think that's the only way it works. I think guys that come in the league and try to do what Brady's doing now doesn't work because they don't understand what it takes to get where they have to go. Now it's simple for him, and he's basically passing knowledge on in a fun way, in a, a way that he knows that this environment – and the way the players are now can embrace it. And they already respect everything that he's already done. So he's already got their ears and eyes every single day, or no matter what he's doing, whether he's on social media, in the in the classroom, on the field. So that stuff automatically happens. But I think people in general, the players and coaches, are kind of like surprised the way that he is and the way he does act. And I think this is the way he always wanted to be. But in the back of his mind, he understands that he couldn't have done this, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And now he's just kind of reaping the rewards of what he's been able to learn and do in New England and now bring kind of a fresh way of doing it now in Tampa Bay. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you the storylines going up in uh, Green Bay. Hey, Anthony, I, I, I was saying this earlier. Hey, man, you know what, man? I, I'd be carrying tissue boxes around with me all the time, and I'd be handing them to Aaron Rodgers going, here you go, son, if you need to have an issue, here's a tissue. And, you know, I, I mean, maybe I'm talking like a D lineman, but – how do you think this thing plays out in the locker room now? You think the players are just going to just – I mean, because it's been a train wreck, man, By and not by him, just by him. It's been a train wreck by everybody, including Mark Murphy and the, and the Packers. How do you – because I look at Kevin Durant and how he had that last year in Golden State. That was, that was contentious. Now they're talking about one year, you know. How do you think this thing's going to play out here this year in Green Bay for Aaron? I don't know if that that compares to what like, Rodgers has been there for 15, 16 years, right? Right. These so, some of these guys that weren't even you know in college at that time, right? And they all understand the situation. They all understand why he feels the way he feels, and he's had those conversations with the guys. I think in this era, in this culture, players don't they, they understand the business side of it. They don't get sensitive. A lot of these guys go home, play video games, and then just you know turn the whole football thing off. You know, most of the time. But, uh, you yeah, know, it is interesting. I mean, yeah, I, mean, he, I don't know exactly if he's going to get the terms he wants. I don't know how anybody wins in that situation because he clearly wants the, the, the ties to be cut, at least after this season. And even if he does or doesn't and he plays for this year, I mean, is he all in? You know, is he is he like, you know, like if the ankle kind of like is sore, like am I going out there and, you know, pulling the, the old far way of playing? I, <laughs> I just, you know, it's a, it's a different time. I mean, it really is. So I, I just – you know, I know he's going to play hard. He's going to do what he has to do to win the games. But at the end of the day, he don't. I know in the back of his mind, he's thinking, I don't owe anything to the organization. My teammates will probably make him be driven and do those things. But I'm sure there'll be times where, like, 
you know, like you got this other quarterback. We didn't talk about this thing. You didn't help me grow. We've been this close, but yet we're this far away. Like, why should I care about you? So, you know, look, he's made a ton of money. It's clearly not about the money from what I see. But, you know, again, a guy has other interests apparently, right? Like football is not just where he's at, but he has played a long time. I mean, he's past the limit. So, it's kind of like the level that he's playing at's been sick right now, but watching watching him play at this age and comparable to what Brady and these guys are doing so late in their careers is phenomenal. But, you know, not having him on the field or not seeing Aaron Rodgers on Sundays would be hurtful to the league and the fans. So, uh, you know, will you get the the, the, the the pinnacle quarterback that you want to see week in and week out in Green Bay? I hope you do. But, man, there's always going to be tension and questions and regardless if he's at the training camp or not. Spoken like a true tight end at Bax's quarterback. That's for damn sure there, brother. <laughs> hey, always my roommates on the road. Always in the hotel. With the, it was me and the quarterback, no matter what. We were always best friends. That's yeah, over here at Target. <laughs> hey, Anthony, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you doing this, man. Thank you. All right. You got it, man. Take care. You got it. Anthony Beck, part of the Buccaneer broadcast team and also works some college football. We'll take a brief time out. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. 
It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show, Dan Cilio. One thing with Aaron Rodgers here to, to look at. Hey, first ballot Hall of Famer, no question about it. No question about it. One of the absolute best players ever to play that position. There has been very few players that I have ever seen that could spin that rock like he can. So when we're talking about first ballot Hall of Famers, he's on that list. He's going to be considered one of the greatest guys that has ever played that position. Absolutely. But then when you dive deeper into winning, and this has been my criticism of Aaron Rodgers. Watch this. NFC Championship games, one and four. Nine touchdowns to eight interceptions. These are all in NFC title games. You know, Tom Brady is just not gauged by what he does during the regular season because if that was the case, I could look at Marty Schottenheimer and tell you this. He was a former coach that coached in the National Football League, and here's a guy that's got more victories than what Chuck Knoll did. This guy's sixth all-time in winning. He's got 206 victories, but his record in the postseason is 4-14. and And so when you're talking about a guy who did not perform as a head coach in the postseason, and he had some marvelous teams, especially those Cleveland Brown teams, Make no mistake about it, man. You're gauged by what you do in the postseason, especially when you're a coach and a quarterback. You know, when you're a defensive tackle, you're pretty much going to be gauged on what kind of numbers you have when it comes to sacks, the type of defenses that you played on. And when you're an offensive lineman, you're going to be gauged in the kind of offenses that you had when you were playing with that star quarterback. But when you're a quarterback, you're gauged on what you do in the postseason. Look, I'll throw this out at you. People always had a conversation before Brady won these last two Super Bowls whether or not Peyton Manning was truly the GOAT at that position. I never at any time ever thought Peyton Manning was the GOAT when it came to quarterbacking in the NFL. And I would even throw this at you. Do you think Peyton Manning over or underachieved in Indianapolis? You think he over or underachieved? Some of you out there, because you're fantasy dorks, would end up doing this. Well, God, look at the numbers that he threw up and look at all the amount of uh, regular season wins that he put together when he was there in Indianapolis. And then I would turn around and say this to you, that guy won one Super Bowl in Indianapolis. And you're telling me that guy, he overachieved in Indy when you had Marvin Harrison and you had Reggie Wayne and you had Dallas Clark and you had Edger and James and you had Marshall Falk and you had an offensive line intact for 10 years. You think, and Tony Dungy, a hall of fame coach. You think that organization over or underachieved? I'll ask you again. He completely underachieved in Indianapolis. That's a fact. And get this. His postseason numbers dictate that. Look at his one loss record. I think Peyton Manning's 11 and 10 as a postseason quarterback. You, you, you can... You can try to somehow do what politicians do today or the news media and how they act, and that is to skew numbers to make it so it fits your narrative. But reality in sports is this. 
your gauge on wins and losses and your gauge on scoreboard. You can't move the change. You can't change the narrative on who you are. That's what it is in a nutshell. You're one in four in NFC Conference Championship games. No other way to look at it. Watch this. 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. An insane number. How'd you do in the postseason? Got beat again in the NFC Championship game. Guys, I don't know how to, how to put it any other way. When I look at Aaron Rodgers, I don't see winner. And I know some of you out there going like this. Well, look at all the wins that he's he, last two years. He's 26 and six. So what? It's resulted in three or excuse me, two straight NFC conference title losses. And you want to know what last year you had it at home at Lambeau and you still got beat. You had everything lined up in front of you. You had home field advantage. Throughout the playoffs, you had everything, and you still threw up on yourselves. End of the day, that's what you're gauged on. How do you think Peyton Manning? You know, you know Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. You know what that era reminds me so much of? Tiger and Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's a great player. He's a great golfer. Major champion winner. Won a PGA championship this year. Spectacular champion. Just so happens he played in the era of Tiger. That's what it is. Carl Malone, great player, super player. Clyde Drexler, great player. You played in the era of Jordan. Nothing to get around that. Just, just what it is. Wilt Chamberlain, as great as Wilt was, played in the era of Russell. It's just you'll hey, you're second fiddle in that conversation. And some guys can't take it because, oh, it's about team. Well, Tom Brady, really? I, I, I tell people this conversation all the time. You can't name me one Hall of Fame guy that Tom Brady played with that they won all them championships with, except for Gronk. In his 20 years in New England, he never played with one Hall of Fame player that won a Super Bowl together. And that Randy Moss don't count because they didn't win with him. They got to a Super Bowl and they got upset, the undefeated season. But they never won a Super Bowl together. Just because you have tremendous talent on your football team, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get across the finish line. We saw that in Brooklyn this last year with the Nets. Guys got banged up, crappy-ass chemistry. What happened? These guys urinated all over themselves. Doesn't always work out. And, you know, Manning not winning in the postseason. Rodgers, not winning in the postseason. you got to be held accountable. You know, I know, you know what, too? Everybody is being very, very, and I, I've been bringing this up a couple times here. Everybody's being very, very careful on how they're talking about Simone Biles at the Olympic Games. Do you know why we're talking, or excuse me, you know why I'm one of the only people saying what has actually happened? Okay, because she is the goat. You don't criticize nobodies. And by the way, I'm not sure I'm criticizing as I'm just talking about a story here. Okay, she had won four gold medals going into the Olympics. You know, she did not perform on the very first day very well. She was all over the place. And then all of a sudden she pulled herself out of the team competition. Team wins a silver. And the Russians win the overall team gold medal. She pulled herself out and she's like, okay, 
you know, I'll see if I can get my mind back into where I'm in a good place where I can compete. I don't know what to tell you about that. You can let that land any way you want. But the only reason that we talk this way like that is because she's such a goat. Same thing with Brady. Brady gets criticized the same way of Jordan or, or, or here, better yet, LeBron James. LeBron James is a great example of that. We're constantly comparing LeBron to Michael Jordan, right? He's four and six in championship uh, series. And we'll always compare him to that guy, 23, in Chicago. That's a compliment. People go, Cilio's a hater. Dude, if I'm comparing you to Michael Jordan, that's a compliment. That's not really a rip. It's a compliment. You, you, you know what, dude? I could be comparing you to Ben Simmons. <laughs> okay? I'm not. I'm comparing you to a guy that is considered the greatest basketball player on the world. That's why you're constantly going to be scrutinized and you're going to be evaluated the way you are. All right. I do want to get into a couple teams this year that are going to have to show that they can win. And they got big-time coaches, and it's time to win. We'll do that in hour two. Rick Gosselin also is going to join us. We'll talk some Dallas Cowboys with him. All coming up next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life. Count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of Life. First Trust Bank is there for you. 
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.